Welcome to episode one, podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming series and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched the first episode of Catch-22. The Hulu exclusive yeah. series? Short? It's a mini-series, mini-series. I guess. That's what I was looking for. We're doing mini-series now. Apparently. Does it count as a miniseries if the show is so bad that they don't make another season of it? No. Like, we've watched some shows where, like, Insatiable, for example, they, yeah. they won't do another episode of that. Oh, Can you consider that a, 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 a miniseries? No. Also, there's going to be a season two of Insatiable. I'm, I'm going to continue to live in a world where... No one watches or enjoys that show, and Netflix saw the error of their ways, and instead makes an apologetic series called Satiable, or just Sated, where they write all the wrongs that they did with that show. But we're not talking about that show as much as the first 45 seconds of this would suggest otherwise. Yeah, we've got that show edited, that episode. Yeah, no, but you shouldn't say the sound quality was shit. <laughs> the sound quality is not great. It's releasable. Okay, well, we'll we'll string people along a little bit longer, okay, and save it for one of these days where we just can't we can't get it together and record an episode. Cool. All right. So, catch twenty two. Yes. Should we start out by what we thought a catch twenty two was before we watch this, and what we think it is now? Um, we can certainly start with that. Okay. Because I was right. No, I was right. No. No, I was right. So, the way it was explained in the show, this is what I thought it was, is that you had to be crazy to want to fly in these airplanes. That's not what you said you thought it was at all. Yeah, it is. No, this this is 100% word for word what I said it was, which is that you can't, in order to declare yourself crazy, you have to be seen, thereby disproving your claim of you being crazy. Right. What I said it was, was in order to fly a plane in the war, you had to be crazy, so you can't get a insanity discharge because... But the way you've started this already makes it sound like we want crazy people flying planes, and that's not the case at all. We don't want crazy people flying planes, because that would be insane. We want sane people flying planes, but if you come and say, I'm crazy, don't let me fly, I don't want to fly planes anymore, you've just demonstrated that you're sane and you should be flying planes. But an element of that conversation that John Yasserian and the doctor were having was, you have to be crazy to fly a plane. Okay. You have to be crazy to want to fly a plane. To want to fly a plane. Okay. But but the, the whole crux of the matter is you can't get out of it because by it's like to me it's still distilled down into you have to be sane in order to think that it's crazy to fly these planes. Right. And in so doing, you have just relegated yourself to flying these planes indefinitely. Right. So we were both right. Sure. Cool. Some of us more than others. Alright. Let's put a Twitter poll on who was more right. Me or you? Catch-22, the novel by Joseph Heller about an airplane 
payload. He's a payloadsman. He's a payloadsman. And so he, uh, the war, World War II is. Was it two or was it one? There, it was Germany and Japan. Oh shit. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I think the, I thought the book was one, but it might, whether it was or not, doesn't matter because I've read exactly maybe one page of it. Yeah. And so he's, the war is wearing on him and he's trying his best to get out of having to fly his missions. Yep. And if you think that that sounds like a six episode laugh riot, then this show is for you. (laughs) What did you think of it? I did not think that that sounds like a six episode laugh riot. (laughs) Did you not like watching it? I don't know what to think. It's zany. It's a zany show. I don't feel like there was enough Zane. It it didn't yeah. have it didn't have enough Zane for me. Like it was just, and I don't mean like it needed a lot of yucks, like a lot of laughs and stuff like that. I just feel like there were a lot of scenes that were way too long, that served little to no purpose. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a, a one in particular, but I know I remember at least one scene where I was like, I feel like this show's doing this a lot, where like you're hearing some like World War Two era like jazzy music in the background and like just stuff is going on and that to me is an interstitial it's like a five second like hey here's like some people going about the day before we move on to the next scene but went on for at least 30 to 45 seconds but it felt like five minutes and it served no purpose like it just kind of sat there and spun it was a first episode but i feel like he didn't do a great job of preparing me for what's maybe it did i don't know if this is what's come i'm not terribly interested in it oh what about you i liked it I'd like, I'm interested in watching it more, if George Clooney is still in it, which I don't think he's going to be. Yeah. Because George Clooney was great in it. George Clooney was good, so he was their... He was like their drill sergeant. Drill sergeant, Scheisskopf or whatever. I don't know that there's more to that character, though. I don't know what he would bring to like continue to be in the show. I just like... Making big, crazy faces, George Clooney, like overacting, like, uh, like Cohen Brothers, George Cohen Clooney. Brothers, George Clooney, yeah, uh, oh brother, where art thou type, George Clooney. And then House was in it, yep, that was fine, basically playing House, yep. And then Kyle Chandler was in it, yes, basically playing coach from Friday Night Lights, yeah, a little bit. Yep. I was kind of waiting for him to say. Yeah. Full eyes, clear heart, or clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, or whatever. Yeah. But I just needed to see Kyle Chandler yelling at a group of guys that needed to accomplish a thing. I just needed to see that again. In saying that you want to watch more of the show, you feel like you need more of that, though, in your I just, life? Yeah, I just want to see Kyle Chandler be a coach again. Okay. Did you watch Friday Night Lights? I watched most of the first season, and it was one of those shows that I definitely would have gotten more into if Kathy was interested in watching it with me. But I think she watched one episode with me and she was like, this is some soap opera bullshit. And I was like, I mean, yeah, but like football. Right. No, I loved Friday Night Lights. Also, one of the plot points of this episode was that they had to do a parade. Mm-hmm. So the opening scene was George Clooney, like yelling at these guys about a parade. It was, uh, What's the word? Like a juxtaposition. It was almost. absurd. Yeah, it was, it was, it was absurd. It yeah. was absolutely absurd. It was him shouting about a seven-inch pendulum, four inches wrist to hit, or whatever. That that scene I found interesting and somewhat funny. Not so much about George Clooney, but about, like, you could start to see the squad mechanics, like, or, like, people 
how they interacted with each other where Clevenger was it was like wanting to answer this rhetorical question about like how have I George Clooney's yelling how have I screwed how have I like failed you guys like why are you guys not learning how to do this stupid fucking parade stuff and it's clearly a rhetorical like don't answer this fucking question or I'll kill you and Clevenger just has to fucking raise his hand and speak out yeah and he does it again later on yep for Kyle Chandler but it works that time. but it works that time but John Yasserian was like Really? When he raised his hand. Like, yeah. you haven't learned your lesson? Oh, the read me back the last line part was funny. Yes, that made me laugh. I mean, that made me laugh quite a bit. So they're in a tribunal for, I mean, immediately following that scene, wasn't it? Yeah. And. Well, and it was the parade. Oh, uh, that's Clev- right. Clevenger falls over. Falls and faints or whatever. Yeah. And so George Clooney decides that he's going to, not, I don't think it was a court martial because he implies that they're still no. going to be in the military, so it's some sort of punishment. Yep. And gets in a funny little thing with the stenographer. Stenographer, stenographer. yeah. Yep, yeah, but there was a lot of who's on first sort of yucks that I enjoyed in the first third and then seemed absent in the last two thirds. Yeah. So you read this book. Is it as funny as the miniseries? Well, seeing as how I read exactly one page of this book... Before I forgot, I definitely still have, I did look, I do still have a copy of it. Did you, were you like just wondering what a Catch-22 was and you were like, I'm going to read this book until it explains it and you open it up and it's like on the first page and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's how I read all books, um, like Grapes of Wrath, like how can Grapes be angry? And then I never find out and then I'm just infuriated because I've read some piece of literature that I didn't mean to. Uh-huh. The Catcher in the Rye. Yep. There's a joke there. That's not about baseball at all. Yeah. Overgrown baseball fields. Field, fields of baseball, then. Yes. Um, what else? What other, what other books? I think that's all of them. Take, take that classic literature you can <laughs> put on blast. <laughs> also, John is sleeping with George Clooney's wife. Which wasn't, was that apparent to you early on? It wasn't even apparent to me when she was sitting next to him. Me either. Not until she says, are you just sleeping with me because you hate him or because you like me? And then he responds by saying, I can ask you the same question. Like, that's not a, that's not an answer, man. Genuine question. Mm -hmm. Do you laugh that much during sex? Because they laughed a lot. Like, it was just a lot of giggling while they were having sex. Like, a lot of giggling. No. Okay. Do you? Yeah, I just want, like, this is the first show that, like, made me feel normal, and I was hoping that you would come along for that journey with me, but I guess not. Because you laugh so much during sex? Yeah, like, Kathy says it's not okay, like, it's it's not funny, what are you laughing at? Uh Uh-huh. And I don't have an answer for it, I'm just, like, so delighted. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know where this is going. (laughs) I figured I'd I'd take a swing at it. I guess all this is just to say that they laughed a lot during sex. <laughs> also, we got like a, a little window into your intimate life. It is very serious. <laughs> it's a very serious business. You're always going like, come on, guys, let's get this together. Clear eyes. <laughs> Clear eyes, full hearts, can't splooge. No. Uh, yes. No. no. <laughs> Well, that, that now, was now that we've ruined sex for everyone. 
for everyone forever. This is going to be the episode that I make sure people listen to, if only so that everybody else can have sex ruined for them like you just ruined it for me. <laughs> oh, um, house eats lamb chops in it. That's an example of a okay. That's perfect because I would, I had just gotten to that in my notes as well. Yeah, that's a perfect example of a scene that went on way too fucking long. Really? Yeah. It made it, I I got nothing out of that scene as far as like I feel like they were trying to I, I don't I don't even know what they were trying to do but I feel like that whole scene where Milo Minderbender is trying to convince him to allow him to be like the mess captain or I don't yeah. know what to call it, like. Mess yeah. Overlord. Mess Master. Yes, Mess Master. Yeah. Um, it's a new reality show coming from Netflix. <laughs> so you like that scene. Yeah. What What is it that you enjoyed about that? Well, I love Lamb Chops. Okay. Also, he's trying to convince House to make him the mess captain by... Mess Master. ...telling him all of the different foods you can get for him. And he goes, do you like strudel? And House very sternly says, private... Everybody likes strudel. And that made me laugh. Hmm. That was it. Just that line. That's all that whole scene to you. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had strudel. What's strudel? It's like a, I, I don't know. I don't know if I know. It's uh, what I'm thinking is it's either pastry or like a crisp sort of thing. So my great uncle served in World War II. He's still alive. So my grandfather served in World War II, too. Not the sequel to World War II. Mm-hmm. He served in World War II also. Well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but he died shortly after I was born. So I am not... I get their service confused sometimes. But I think... I know for sure one of them, and maybe both of them, did this. Fooling these bombers and gotcha. they were navigators, mm-hmm. um, and were shot down behind an enemy lines and got out. Is this show about them? Well, hold on. Was your either your grandfather's name uh, Dunbar? No. Kid Sampson? No. Make what? Oh yeah. Major major. Yeah. <laughs> major 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 major. But my great uncle, this was a defining thing event in his life, of course, and he told stories about it all the time. But they were hilarious stories, and they were mostly from basic training. And so it'd be, they had a teacher that was hard of hearing. They were in, like, math class and stuff, and they, the teacher was hard of hearing, and during tests, the teacher would walk around to make sure nobody was cheating, and as soon as the teacher had was behind everybody and couldn't see their faces. Somebody just started reading the answers to the test out loud. Clever. Yep. And then one time they were given a map and they had to, you know, find their way from point A to point B through all these woods. So the sergeant dropped them off and it's like, okay, uh, it's supposed to take them like two days or something. And my uncle looks at the map and he says to the guys, well, you see this highway is running right alongside the thing. They all just hitchhiked down to the thing, the place, and they beat the sergeant there. And the sergeant was like, what the, how did you guys do that? And they were all going like, oh, yeah, that swamp was a bitch. And, like, just naming landmarks off of the map. And the sergeant was like, how the, what the what? So, so my uncle told told these types of stories extensively and even wrote a bunch of them down. And then one day, for whatever reason... He starts telling a story 
and it's them going into town in Germany, and a German jeep turns the corner, and so it's like them and a German jeep, and they get in a firefight with them, and it's he's just like telling like Saving Private Ryan's type level combat story of like. Picking off Germans and then getting in a hand-to-hand combat with one. And literally the thing where one of them's got a knife over the other one trying to stab him in the chest. And the one's holding it back and, like, trying to prevent it. Like, like I'll, I have no idea. It's the only time I heard him tell that level. But it was interesting to hear the progression of having a good time in basic training to, like all-out hell that I'd never, ever talk about except for this one time for some reason. That's quite the rope-a-dope he did on you. (laughs) Well, it was a lot of fun and basic training, and then also I nearly got stabbed to death. (laughs) Right. Both my grandfathers were World War II, but I don't know that I've ever really talked to them about details. Like, one was in the Navy and one was in the Army. And the one in the Army, I know, did a tour through Italy because he only talks about it, at least when I've asked him, in generalities, like, why he doesn't eat pizza anymore. Did you recognize the actor that played Major Major? No. You saw Bad Times at the El Royale, right? Yes. He was the uh, clerk. He was the guy that ran the hotel. Oh. Do you recognize that guy at all in the grand scheme of things? No. He's Bill Pullman's son. I only know this because uh, I remember, oh, I was looking up because he had seemed familiar. I was looking him up when we were watching that movie for the second time. So I was looking up just to see why he looked familiar, what other shows, he movies he'd been in, whatever, and I see his last name and I realize he's Bill Pullman's son. And that's why he looks familiar. If you look at the two side by side, he looks exactly fucking like him. Did you recognize the guy that played uh, John Yossarian? That's what I was looking up as well. I could. It's not a dude I recognize at all. Oh. Look, or rather, he looked familiar, but it wasn't, when I looked him up on IMDb, I don't know that there was anything I'd seen. Uh, Nathan Fillion. He looks like Nathan Fillion? Yeah, you don't think so? No, I thought he looked more like... Shit. Okay, I'm going to look him up. But because i that's why I was looking up. I was trying to look up uh, Scott Foley. Okay, I knew his last name was Foley. But I, I like, he reminded me enough of him that I thought for sure that he was like a relative or something like that. But I, I got to be honest, I got deeper down the rabbit hole today than I did yesterday when I was looking it up. So I didn't even get to that point to see if they were related at all. So, Catch-22 is a book that neither of us have read. Okay, so let's write what's going to happen. Okay. John Sarian starts acting crazy to try to get a discharge. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty much where it's leading. I don't know if we talked about it, but the show started with him covered in blood, walking through camp naked. Yeah. Before it quickly transitioned to present day, or to whenever it was. Around, like, explosions, too, right? There were explosions when he was walking around. I, he was hearing explosions. I think he was, like, having some sort of oh. shell shock, I think is what they called it back then. But So he went real crazy. I don't think he went real crazy. I think he's just getting into the, the spirit of it. Oh. Okay. But I don't know. I think that that is more like a setup for episode six, because I think if he tries that episode, I was thinking, honestly, that that was going to be the tail end of this episode was him trying that. And then we were going to see the after effects of it in episode two. But no, episode one just ended. I don't even remember what they were doing. It was just like, a well, life sucks. Time to move on, I guess. Yeah, it was. It ended with him 
in the airplane and he was reaching out the window and scraping off the dried blood from the yeah, outside of the cockpit. That's right. Yep. That's right. Yeah, I, I think I don't know that there's like a really tastely goofy way we can jokingly write episode two in a show that's about the horrors of war. Um, but it's a goofy show about the horrors of war. Yes. But I guess what I'm saying is I don't know that there's a way we can do that and also probably not be exactly accurate. Because I think what you're saying as far as him starting to try to pretend to be crazy. Yeah. It's a hundred percent what's going to happen. Like, yeah, it's, that's going to be the next episode. He's going to try to pretend to be crazy. And the doctor is going to say like, no, you're not being believable. Like you gotta, he'll, you gotta emulate so-and-so who actually is crazy. And then, cause who was the guy that, um, he uses his like, when he was talking about what a catch 22 is, he pointed to someone as an example of, so you're telling me like this guy here is crazy. And he's like, yep. And so he shouldn't be flying. Yep. Why don't you ground him? Well, because he'd have to come and tell me that he's crazy. And then that's how it started down this whole rabbit hole. He's going to try and pretend to be more like that guy. I don't remember who that was, but yeah, but he's got to, he's got to figure out something because he's got to be crazy in a way that somebody else says something. Because right now the whole thing hinges on the person saying, like even in that example, the doctor was saying, he has to tell me he's crazy. He's got to do it in a way where the doctor is the one that makes that call. I think that the whole point of the catch 22 is that they will not allow you to do that. Like they, they, they're so disinterested in getting rid of pilots and spotters and navigators and stuff like that, that, I mean, yeah, as long as you're great, like, I, I suppose as long as you're not being violent, but at that point in time, you're going to be like, cause if he wanted out, he could just fucking go and shoot somebody and then they discharge him, dishonorably discharge him and put him in jail. Like right. he could, he could very easily get out. It's just a matter of how does he get out in a way that doesn't land him in an asylum. Right. How does he get out in a way that he can keep fucking George Clooney's wife? Exactly. Hence the covered in blood walking around. I, th- I think that's where it ultimately ends up. And I, I think that is I, that scene is either going to be the final episode, like we're going to see that's where his efforts finally took him. And you're not curious how it's going to end? No. Like, I was watching this because this is like a obviously a well-renowned book so i was thinking there's got to be something more to this or there's got to be some clever twist or something at the end or something that makes this that just drives this book to the next level and i'm curious as to what that is i'm curious to what that is but i would rather like to watch this show it's six episodes to watch this miniseries, it would take me more time than it will probably take me to read the book. Because the book isn't overly long, if I remember correctly. Book club? Sure. Alright. I would rather read the book, because I don't know that there, like, the scenes that I saw that took five minutes are probably going to take a sentence to describe. Like, you, you walk by somebody who's scrubbing the blood out of their shirt, and instead of, like, spending five minutes focusing on how they're doing it, and how yeah, the horrors of war, man, like, I, yep. I can read that and move on. Yep. So you're not going to keep watching this? No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Unless unless I read the book and find that there's something to, like, there is some wacky twist or whatever that would make me want to see that. I would, I don't know that there's anything that would drive me back to that. It was, honestly, it was kind of boring. There were, there were parts that were funny, but overall I was kind of bored. Kind of like this podcast. I, Sorry, what? 
I would like to keep watching it. Okay. Um, By book club, you mean I read the book and you watch the show and then we talk about... I meant totally new concept for this podcast. Oh, it becomes a book club? Where we read the first chapter of a book uh-huh. and then talk about it uh-huh. and see whether or not we would continue reading the book. We'll call it chapter one. Yes. Um, I love it. Prologging on. I don't know. <laughs> prologging on? Yeah. Um, is that it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I have a whole lot more to say about the show. There were parts that were funny. It was kind of boring. If you liked the book, maybe you'll, maybe you'd like the show. Maybe it would put faces to names in a way that you would enjoy. We can't say that with any sort of authority, though, having not read the book ourselves. Exactly. I think we've positioned ourselves beautifully to be able to speak categorically, like just across the board about how this show is not worth your time. Or in the case of Michael, it's worth your time. Yeah. It, this is the first time we've disagreed. Really? I think so. I, I think some of us have had stronger feelings about it the, than the other, but we've basically think, agreed on I it. I think we've disagreed in the past, but then I just brought you over to my way of thinking. Or the other way around. <laughs> yeah. All right. Want to wrap it up? Sure. Uh, thank you for listening to the episode one podcast. Please feel free to check out the website, episode one podcast.com. That's one spelled out O N E. Um, or follow us on Twitter, uh, at podcast episode one. That's the numeral one. I get that it's confusing. Too bad. Pick one and deal with it, I guess. Yeah. We're putting you on blast. Uh, 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 or you can get us by going to supermeth.com. Supermeth.com. If that's easier for you to remember, go to supermeth.com. I need to add that to my outro notes. Um, at least for the next 12 months, because I'm definitely not renewing that subscri- that subscription. You didn't pay for it the first time. I, yeah, I know, but I'm not going to pay for it the second time either. <laughs> I'll pay for it. Okay. Um, uh, also, we have a, an a, uh, episode one podcast Facebook group. You can check us out on there. Uh, any of those places will have methods to contact us if you have ideas for shows we should watch, shows we should talk about, that sort of thing. Uh, just let us know. Um if you like the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a review on your podcaster of choice. I just submitted the application for iHeartRadio here a week ago, I think. So by the time this episode's up, hopefully it should be on there. But I'll add those details to the website when we get them. Cool. Um, last but not least, big thanks to Boz D for the use of our theme song, Who's the Cowboy? Off the album, Get Smart and Run Faster. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.